that's a lot of duba. That is a lot of, as you say, duba. And welcome to this week's episode of the Fellowship of the Tabletop, Bellum Draconis. We are a live play 5e D&D podcast set in the magical homebrewed world of Aerith in the kingdom of Sleepguard. My name is Mark and I am a dungeon master and I am the dungeon master. And also with us for this week's episode, we've got Callum who plays the Warforged Artificer Alpha. Hello, I am a player. We have Will who plays the human cleric Emron. He is balder. <laughs> 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 How long you been is, sat on that one? <laughs> the worrying thing is, I don't know to whom you are referring. It could be it could be it anyone could be either us, really. of any of us. It can't it be me. I can't get me. any bolder. So <laughs> you can on the bottom half. You could do. I can of your face, not of your yeah. not of my head. Yeah, like, no, I was thinking other parts of your body. Anyway, yeah. very good. And finally, we've heard him already. We've got Downey plays the high elf artificer Rain Tadow. Peace up, a town. Uh, that that is very good though, Will. The I am builder. I like that. Very good, very good, very good. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's episode. Uh, we are going to crack straight on into it. As you still realise, we don't have Ian and Danny. They've rage quit. They haven't. They their characters <laughs> have. Uh, if they did, that's yeah, they've their characters have shuffled off this mortal coil yet again, um, and have have giving us a little hiatus whilst the other three uh, deal with the situation. So unfortunately, we don't have our chronicler either. And I'm not going to try and pretend to be either uh, of our excellent recappers so far, but I'm just going to take the mantle because uh, the guys have got a lot of pressure on, man, with uh, with everything that's going on at the moment. So in our last week's episode, we all had a chat and the sun rose. And we all, we all, all talked about what a waxing moon was. So on the Fellowship of the Tabletop, we don't just RP and have combat and do some, some great D&D. We also learn about lunar movements as well. On next week's episode, we're going to talk about the different types of moons you might see in the sky and when the next vernal equinox is going to be. But until then, we're going to have to wait uh, to learn a little bit more about the moon. Now I'm going to have to go and learn some stuff about moons. So um, we no, last week's episode, we uh, put to rest, for all intents and purposes, Yander. We built a pyre. The party built a pyre for him. Uh, a lot of conversation took place. We were also introduced into more depth with this angelic form that Emron had Emron taken on at the end of the combat with the guard Drake, who introduced themselves uh, and spoke about how he, it was separate to Emron. Emron had no consciousness of it and vice versa at the moment, but will become aware and was told to follow his dreams or listen or pay attention to his dreams in the process. Alpha continued to hack away at the Guard Drake, hoping to find any semblance of the remains of Magnus that were eaten by the creature, and found a number of items, namely one in particular, a small black etched item, heavy, dark, which Reigns finally identified as being that of obsidian make. It was heavy. It seemed to almost vibrate slightly. The running consensus was that this could be a form of memory rune within it, the memory rune that seemed to power or channel the power of Magnus before his death. Emron and Reigns also looked over the body of Yander to check any other items that might be of interest in order to give away some information about where he's come from, where he's going, where he came from, Cotton Eye Joe. And unfortunately, the only item they could find was a letter. But at first, had nothing written on it. But as the watches took place, as the pyre was finished building, Reigns uh, continued to cast tech magic on it. And as the moon rose, we realized that it was the, the, the light of the waxing moon that caused the rest of the writing on the letter to form. And a rather cryptic message was told about threat and danger and arrogance and uh, there being peril and that loss being a real, real foci moving forward. Names were left off this. Real detail was left off, left off this also. The only details we had was that it was signed my, uh, to my dearest Yander at the beginning, and it was signed off with the initials B.D. And that was all we had. We left last week's episode with the sun slowly rising in the east as a new morning dawned and rains. You are currently the only one awake 
and you have just read over this letter, what would you like to do? So I imagine at the minute the sun is just starting to colour the sky. Rains will know that to perform this funeral rite properly, as soon as that sun is visible on the horizon, he has to light that pyre. So at this point, he will just go and wake everybody. Wake up. Wake up. Soon be time. I'm here. I'm here. Hang on. Ugh. Yeah, I'm awake. I'm, uh, yeah, I am active. Good. Oh, is, it, is that the night gone already? Afraid so. Uh, we, we're doing right by this person. You need to, to be up and ready to, to, to say your farewells very quickly. Rains will come to Emron and Alpha is that they're getting up and getting ready and he will just hold out the letter and go, this seems personal to this fella and I mean to to bury him with it, but the, the moonlight revealed this on it. I suggest you have a look at it before Solan departs the sky. Whilst it's still legible, Alpha, commit this to memory. We're burying this folk, or we're, we're passing this folk on with this letter. Alpha will take a quick look and just scan through the document. I have, I have reserved the information. Oh, good. I, I, I won't read it then. I, yeah, I, I, then <laughs> Rains will go. Nope. I need you to read it to know what what you potentially think of it. You're the, you're you're from Shadowmen. You're from that part of the world. I want to know if it means anything to you. And I'll press the letter into everyone's hand. Okay, I'll, I'll read it. Yes, I have definitely read this letter. <laughs> <laughs> Great convincing there. I have read this letter. I thought Alpha was robotic. Jesus Christ. I, um, yeah, some, uh, what do you make of it, Reigns? I don't know what to make heads or tails of it. I don't know who a BD is. I don't know what this talk about arrogance is. If it's about home, it could be about the Cardinal. It could be about Dreslin. It could be about anyone of any position of importance. It could be about a long-lost cousin. It could be about someone in Sleep Guard. It could be about anything. But if you know nothing, neither do I. But we'll commit this to memory. And since this letter seems to be dear to this person, we'll will pass its material content onto the spirit world along with Yander. Until until we know more, it's best for us to keep this information in our back pocket. We've got a few minutes. Is there anything you wish to say to this folk before I light this pyre? I'd, I'd do it now. I did my piece in the night. Fair enough. Reigns will take the letter over and place it on uh, Yander's pocket, place it back in his hand. He'll then take his axe, uh, put it across Yander, so he's holding it kind of like it as a as a as a, a, a weapon of faith. Reigns will then unclip the Haddo tabard on his armor and will pour it over his head and goes, "I won't take this off again, friend. I won't. I won't forget the burden that comes with it, and I'm sorry that you had to give your life to remind me of it." And we'll then just give him a a thank you pat on the shoulder before turning to Warder, who also seemed to have something. I would just say, I am sorry for the part I've played in your demise. I don't know where you're from, and I don't understand it, frankly. But I just want to say I'm sorry. And I will try to make things right by your kinsman. In whatever way I can. Reigns will progress that process that in silence, and then he'll glance over the pyre, and when he sees the rise of soul emerge, he'll withdraw a torch, light it, and just ignite the pyre before stepping back and placing a hand on Orla's shoulder and will go His body is gone, Orla, but soul lives on. And he'll then take a deep breath as the pyre ignites and flickers and in the silence and solitude of the, the sounds of flames starting to take over, he'll then eventually say, Two guards, two guards of our sky, two guards for the duality of our existence. As soul rises on this day, we commit Yander and Magnus of Dash Calray 
As the knight leaves us and he'll glance around to where the moon is now. May Selene guide both of them above. As you rise, as you rise, father of us all, may yander Magnus find peace in your sky. As the body departs, the soul arrives at eternity. And then Reigns will just stand in silence and watch as the pyre kicks off and takes takes hold. The ashes kicked high into the air. It's a still morning. Not much wind. The ever-present buzz of the bugs and insects of the swamp continue. The rest seems quiet. Calm. There's not a lot of smoke rising from us as the flames burn intensely. But there is a very slight shimmer. Silvery shimmer to it. Specks of this kind of silvery substance seemed to appear through the flames ever so slightly. Not coming from anywhere in particular, but gives it a slight glimmer as the Selen, as Selen, as the sun rises and finally the light touches the body of Yanda and the pyre itself. The group stand in silence for quite some time. And Orla is the first to rip her eyes away from the pyre as the flames start to lower and take herself over to the river to douse some water on her face and take a long, deep drink, leaving the other three standing by the fire. Reigns will then speak and say, we've dallied too long on what we've been doing. It's time to pursue... Time to pursue other things. I don't know if it's destiny or fate, but there's a dragon out there somewhere that wishes a word with us. I suggest that we make plans to head to Dralic to find out what it's got to say. I'd forgotten about that. Ah, maybe we make our way back to the keep, make sure everything's in order, and then make sure we've got what we need to head to Dralic. Oh, Orla didn't it... seem very complimentary about it, but we'll see what it's like. You make a good point there, and that probably stands to reason that we ain't best equipped to find our way in the Dralak. Seems to be a, an ungodly place that we don't know much about, so I suggest that before we head off, we either some of us or all of us head to Goldview and see if we can find someone who'd be willing to to take us there. We ain't short of gold or at least we won't be when that when we cash him this and we have the means to pay for it. Aye. Right. Well as they say, days are wasting. Hmm. There it is. Goodbye, Yander. And Reigns will turn from the pyre and make his way over to the river and will just put his hand on all his shoulder and go, Tam, we were heading on. Yes, I'm, I'm ready when you are. Let's go back home then. Right. <sighs> okay. Let's gather our belongings and then let's, let's head off. Al- Alpha. Alpha. Are you are you are you ready to go as well? While Reigns and Emron and all have just kind of gathered um, down at the bottom, Alpha's been staring at the pyre, um, and he's had the obsidian just in his hands, um, kind of placed uh, squarely just in front of his chest, and he's almost kind of just letting Magnus watch the burning of Yander um, just uh, just happen. Some of the words that Rain said just kind of ring in Alfred's ears a little bit. Uh, talks of soul, and while the body may have gone, the soul remains and all this. And he's trying to process that comment with respect to the obsidian that he's now got in his hands. Um, as he is 
indeed Bellow is going to pocket back the obsidian. Like, yes, I, I am ready to depart. Um, Orla, please advise, do we need any proof of our accomplishments um, in order to claim our reward? Uh, yes, some something from the creature, and, uh, an eye, uh, a scale. Shall I take its head? Oh, gosh. Well, we've already uh, got its teeth, if that will suffice. Unless, Emron, you want to hold on to that, I, I can quickly pop out an eye if that, if, if you're wanting to hold on to what you've got. I don't want to take your bounty. That was that was my intention to keep it just in case there's uh, any properties anyone can work out of them. Hey, say no more. And she's going to quickly pop over and deftly pull out a small uh, butterfly knife out of her pocket, round into the egg, pulls it out, sits almost like the size of a, a large softball in her hand. She pockets it down uh, with the retina still attached. Pop. Oh, why have I given that much detail? Anyway, puts the eye in her pocket as uh, as proof of the kill. That should be enough. Excellent. Reigns will also go fill up your water skins and we'll cast a ritual. We'll get NC to hop out and we'll go NC, do me a favor and, and just scroll through what we've got available here and what we got here. Yeah, give me a cleanse 24. We're going to need some clean drinking water. And I will cast a ritual as we move along as our gunky filled hip flask of purified food and drink. And eventually, nice. almost like a Brita filter, it will just um, <laughs> NC will just take this water in, and he will be the focus I channel this through. So, like a kettle, he's now just just processing this water inside of him. And when it's done, he will just come round and will um, just have these little bits of text that are appearing across his hat, almost like a ticker tape on a blimp. And will go hip flask, please. And as people hold it out, he'll just fill it with clean drinking water as he's as he's purified this this water as I cast purify food and drink as a ritual. Amazing, thank you. I'm assuming he wheezes out like he did the tea. Yeah, he will have across yeah, the ticker tape. Good. I can either use my mouth or my genitalia. Which is worse? Reigns will just go, yeah, yeah, I don't care. And see, will go, genitalia it is then. <laughs> into this hip flask. But he'll do that for everyone. <clears throat> Out of mouth, he doesn't need to drink right now. <laughs> Very good. And uh, we start to make our way back through this, uh, the heady swamplands, uh, all are leading the way. A much slower, morose pace, given the speed and athleticism that we joined this, this jaunt with not a day ago. We're going to make our way back through. Um, as a couple of rolls, I might need us to make it on the way. So, Will, could I ask that you just roll a d10 for me? There's no, it's not a check for anything in particular. I've just got a couple of random things that could happen upon the way. Some are harmless, some are not. It's a six. Thank you. Your journey goes unbroken for quite a number of hours. You make your way past and through some of the heady swamp plants that, uh, that, that, that fill the north, the, sorry, the southern parts of Salikgard. Though you've taken a different path, your path on the entrance kind of took you round through the south of the swamps in uh, on a slightly longer route, always trying to take you more direct path directly to the east out. And as you do so, you come across a set of boggy quicksand almost area and all up puts a hand out. Stop. There's some quicksand up ahead. She points not maybe 100 feet away from you down to the left from where your current location is. And you see a giant twisted tree that's fallen across this uh, sand pit. You've got to navigate your way across that in order to continue your journey. Uh, all is going to be at the front. Uh, what order would you three be in after her? Just so I know, so I can take this one at a time. Uh, Rain, I just need to quickly check something. So Reigns yeah. is just, I'm just going to check something on my spell slot. What Reigns has done, thinking he'd have to clear the, the, the lake again at some point or clear another body of water and knowing what happened yesterday, is he's prepared Longstrider for for this day and is just getting ready to take a, a, a help to, to, to take a, a running long jump with that. Now, I'm not entirely sure. Darren's not entirely sure if that's going to be helpful, but that's fine because Reigns has never cast that spell before and isn't entirely sure either. Awesome. But he's just going to pull up the Rubik's Cube on the... Uh, he's going to firstly step into the suit because he hasn't done that yet. 
and then he will pull up the Rubik's Cube and go and see what have we got here because I don't want to end up flapping around in the lake like a carp again. Oh, okay, Hopscotch 28, that sounds fun. Let's try it, why not? <laughs> and the Rubik's Cube will just turn and say, Hopscotch 28, loading. And Reigns will spend the spell slot to cast Longstrider. Now, I need to change my spells because I haven't figured out how to do that. Oh, I, f- I figured it out, don't worry. <laughs> That's quick. The realization. Love it. Yeah, it's just down the side. Actually, changing spells is really easy on D&D it Beyond. Is. And if you're not giving it a try yet, you should use D&D Beyond for all your D&D needs. And use the code. No, we don't have a good code. We no should have a code. No one wants, no one wants a sponsor. Anyway, whilst Darren's figuring out uh, Longstrider, I'm assuming, I'm going to make an assumption and say, Alpha, you're at the back. Emran, you're behind Orla, and Reigns, you're in the middle. Just so we've got yep. some order. All right, fine, cool. fine. So, Good enough uh, for me. Could, we'll work on the ones that aren't trying to uh, fall in the swamp. Uh, Emron, firstly, across the tree, could you just give me a dexterity uh, check, please? Okay. I'm thinking we're walking across an Balance uneven... Beam style. Yeah, knotted tree trunk, wet with the moss and scum of the swamp. So that's a that's a that's a that's a crit. Nice. Books. Nineteen. So I don't know whether the crit overrides the minus. No, it doesn't. It's it's you were, you were to give you the score. Yeah, I thought you had a minus one. Cool. So nineteen for you, uh, Alpha. Could you also do the same? <laughs> crit uh with plus one so 21 okay you're getting your crits now after you've killed two <laughs> yeah after, after we've got no enemies to fight yeah we'll waste them on walking over a log all i got 17 uh, so she's good as well uh so the three of us we're gonna run these kind of simultaneously we're gonna walk ahead and are going to walk across a tree uh trunk with no issue at all all leads the way and emerald and alpha you kind of follow her footing as she goes getting across this tree to, to onto the other side you look back to see uh, Rain still stood there in his suit processing something um, as he accesses D&D Beyond within the suit to figure out. So have you, have you had a look into Longstrider now, Darren? Do you understand? I have, yeah. So what will happen is his NC will process this spell and will just fly over onto the other side, not wanting to come across with Reigns, and I will go, well, thanks for the vote of confidence, NC. Reigns <laughs> will take a deep breath and he'll go to run and then just start to move quicker than he's anticipating. He'll go, oh, shit, and we will just take off at a speed. He now is 10 feet quicker. He's already 5 feet quicker because of the, the, the current fusion that's on the speed. So he's taking off at 45 feet and he's just sprinting towards this quicksand, not knowing what's going to happen, and he's just going to, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, shit, and he's just going to just shit, 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 as he tries to run across the tree. Um yeah, that's that's what's happened because I didn't know what was happening with Longstrider, and Reigns is just discovering this at the same time that I am. So that's what's happening. So making a hell of a racket. That's the that's the yeah, yeah. running very fast, very very fast. Could you do you stop? Although I'm not making that much noise because the suit has dampeners on it, which actually reduce its clankiness. Okay, in this fair enough. Version. Fair enough. Do you, do you stop on the other side or do you keep going? Is it, is it one of those things that you, you can... Reigns will attempt to f- probably throw on the brakes at some point, realising he's going very fast. Okay. Um, mud and uh, moss gets thrown up into the air all over Emron, Alpha and Orla as you approach. As you <laughs> dig your feet of the suit into the, into the ground and kick up a bit of mud, they don't look impressed. Thanks. You could have just walked across the log like the rest of us. Yeah, um... Thanks for that. I uh, I needed to wear more mud. <laughs> this is not a sensation I like. I Shall we get dirty? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I I had a spell, and as you know, I've tried flying before, and it didn't work. So what I thought would happen is, if I try something else about just doing a little bit short distances, I might be able to propel myself and not have to fall in the river like yesterday. But what it actually does is, it just makes me faster. So. So that's a thing. I can be quicker. M- Look, m- this this is this is artificery. Sometimes, sometimes you discover things. Sometimes you build a sentient child, and other times you throw mud all over your friends. M- it, it, maybe, m- maybe we could practice. You know, in a safe place with the rest of us being more than thirty feet away from you. Next time, just just you know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Point point well taken. Point well made. Um. 
and see, let's 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 keep that noted down somewhere that that's what this does. It's gonna make me quicker. Ola, how far away are we from home? I can't remember. Alan, did it, did it take us days to get here? I can't remember. No, it's only a day's walk. Uh, we should get there by nightfall. We set oh, off good. early we at daybreak. Have, we just have to spend a day in dirty clothes. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, there'll be some cleaner water once we hit one of the smaller tributaries not far from here and we can we can clean ourselves off as she glares at at rains but only a little glare because she's still very very aware of how raw everything is from the last couple of days the journey continues you can see to make your way through the swamplands please may I ask uh darren two things i feel like you want to say something and secondly could you also roll a d10 for me please yeah, what Reigns does is he's walking along. He just, just looks around at the mud and looks around down at his own armour, which is muddy, and knows he could take that off and not be wearing muddy clothes, but he daren't because of what he's just done to everyone else. <laughs> at a certain point, he will just go... Do, 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 you would get dunked just... if you ended up wearing nice, clean clothes. Feeling quiet and embarrassed. Let's just close the helmet. Do, 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 <laughs> and the helmet will shut just as, just as he starts to walk off. Um, Amazing. And then C will just, just land back on his wrist and we'll just put on the Rubik's Cube. Like that'll start to flash and it will just go, that went well. Dot, dot, dot. There's no need for the dot, dot, dot. Um, Reigns will say as he just continues to, to walk off as well. Yes, you wanted to roll a D10, didn't you, before I started talking about Squirrel Sass? Yes, please. Squirrel Sass is great, though. It's what we come in. That's what everyone listens I to like the podcast squirrel for. Squirrel Sass. Yeah, just a D10 with no modifier. It is a rolling, it's a six. We've had six. Can you roll again? Otherwise, you're going to come across another giant tree across a sand pit that needs to be traversed, and then we're going in circles. It's a one. Okay. Your journey continues. The sun, it's hot in the sky. It's humid. And you know from your journey here that when the minute you get out of the swamplands, the air becomes fresher. There's movement of air as you approach you continue to work your way through the swamplands, ducking under fallen logs, moving over vinelands, avoiding the swampy, muddy ground. You don't want your clothes to get any more muddy than they currently are. When Orla holds up a hand again to pause you, she asks you to lower to the ground with a gesture. As you lower down, she turns to you. I can hear a voice up ahead. Wait here. I'll be back. And she shuffles quietly off, her smaller halfling form barely making a rustle as she moves forward. Seconds pass. Seconds turn into minutes. You shuffle from foot to foot. Bursting back through the the vines and the leaves, Orla returns. It's fine. It's just a a peddler. Come, come up, come see, come see, come through. And as you walk through the, uh, the, the vines, you notice there's another halfling stood there. But this halfling is wearing much older gray and brown rag clothing. It's a small uh, man, uh, quite old in his demeanor, kind of a, a small, wispy, kind of patchy gray beard, large, dark, gaunt eyes, and a, a low, drooping forehead with low, drooping eye, um, Eyelids uh, make his eyes look very small, like he's either very sleepy or very high, one of the two. Uh, he also holds on his back a large number of stacked wicker baskets that seem to be handmade. And you can tell that also by the fact that he is currently, whilst walking, continuing to weave one out of some of the materials he finds in the area around. He looks to you. Ah, I see there's more of you than just the one. And these are tall folk too. Good day to you three. What are you doing out here in the swamps? Hello, good day. Hello. You know, just uh, work, killing monsters, that kind of stuff. Fab, you're making my life working in these parts much safer by doing so, so I commend you for your service. Would you like to buy a basket? A basket of what? Just a basket. How much? Um, let's say a silver. No, I will. I will. Uh, uh, Emron, coming up from a from a tradecraft um background, 
knows that the peddlers and that kind of stuff sometimes it's a bad luck to insult a peddler. Uh, therefore, Emron will take out a silver piece. I'll have a basket and uh, thank you for your time and uh, service. How are the roads these days? Those are fine, empty, quiet, space for all. Not much in terms of bandits and rig- brigands, not around these parts at least, not around the swamplands at least. You'll be fine wherever you're traveling, which is. Towards. We're heading towards Goldview. Okay, fair. Back to the city. Makes sense, makes sense. Pass on my best to the city. She knows me well. Warm day out here. Do you want, uh, can I interest you in some substance, some tea before you take on on some water or? You're much kind and given your friendship to strangers in these parts. We are always kind to each other, but this is beyond means. Yes, thank you. I would love to. Please, there's an area here, a fallen log nearby where we may sit and talk if you wish. I would love some of your tea. Thank you. Is it coming from the squirrel? Oh, yeah. How did, yeah, um, that, yes, yes, it will be. Yes, it will be. Uh, hold on, hold on a sec. Rains will just look at the Rubik's Cube. And what the others will hear, because they can't see this, is just Rains will go, just turn around and almost like he's talking, like to, almost like embarrassed. No, I do not want you pissing in his cup. Use your damn mouth for this one. I'm sorry, ignore this. Um, and then what you will see is, Rains, will, do, you, do you have a hip flask or a cup, or would you like a lender? Mine is back at home. If I could borrow one, that would be fantastic. Okay, but NC, get that out the bag of holding. Again, looking at it. Yes, now. And NC will dive into the bag of holding and we'll come back out with this uh, China cup and we'll, um, Brains will hold it. And what NC will do is he'll float into position. And he's much better at this since he's come into contact with superior Nakamoto technology. And we'll just take his top hat off and lean forwards and just start to pour the tea. And Brains will just uh, smile at him. Oh, you can't see me smiling because of my helmet. And Brains will just summon the helmet back and is just smiling as this Good tea Lord. is being poured. Well, hello. Hello. Uh, hello. That's quite a well-trained squirrel you've got there. I didn't know they could do that. You learn something new every day on the roads of Sleekguard. Ah, uh, well, it's part squirrel. It's part some kind of autonomous uh, taxidermied invention. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a complex being. I didn't understand the word him, you though. said. Not what? as complex as him, though, and Reigns will point at Alpha, who, who hasn't said anything yet. Alpha, do, do, hmm. are you going to say anything? Hello, small person. Good job. Mm. Not the best greeting for a halfling. Uh, it's like I do apologize if I've offended you. You refer to us as tall beings uh, upon first introductions. I thought that was more of a common practice with yourself. I was merely trying to reciprocate the greeting that was uh, invoked to us at our first meeting. This is fair. Give as good as you get. That makes sense to me. I will take back my uh, my my uh, feeling of being offended and put it well and truly to bed. I should be called you tall people. My apologies to that. It is as an well. absolute pleasure to meet you. However, and Alpha will offer a handshake out to this uh, halfling. Uh, lovely to meet you too. I think, and he's going to reach out his hand too. Um, do you feel like skin or do you feel like metal? No, I feel, I, like? I feel like a combination of wood and metal. I'm, wood and metal. Yeah, I'm not wearing the gloves at the moment, so it's very, very cold to touch, uh, very, very rough, um, very clearly, obviously, not human. Okay, I'll shake the hand. I see we've been in the wars. Wars? Well, the... And he's going to gesture to the... To, to, to the hand uh, it's a it's a replacement limb is it not you've lost a part of you and this is a replacement is it not um I don't know if this is my original one or not it oh. could be a replacement must have been if a bad is, war if it is then you have an excellent eye good sir well I just thought you know it's it doesn't feel like a normal you know hand that's it is all. normal to me. Of course, and all limbs do eventually. I, I've seen it in my time going to Goldsview, the silly guard surge. Many of them came back from the blight fight, the, the war with the blight injured, and many of them have similar similar missing limbs and have them replaced by items to give them the appearance of looking looking like the rest of us. But I say wear your scars on your sleeve. They are who make, who make you. You are a culmination of your endeavors in life and, and indeed in death. 
Um, aha, you just said Surge. Ah, your teeth ready, by the way. Um, Thank you. Uh, so did you just say the Hearthstone Surge? Yes, the Surge. Force, yes. Ah, uh, myself and Emron here, we we built the arm that Prince Lucian uses. That's a small world. My lord, that is... That's us. Oh God, that's, that's... We did that. Incredible. We have heard stories of the... Of the, of the <laughs> he's part of the reason why it's it's so normalized now and if a hero can defeat the blight in such a manner as that in, in yeah, a state it, it, that it's, before um, then it, it, it's incredible. a basic mix of uh, uh smithery and then then, then imran does all that because uh you see what happens when i smith something and i'll point to the childlike squirrel um mm. Uh, so, so the the likeness and the the, the fact that it's like a is it ergonomic that it's like an ergonomic arm that 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 works for people that that's all Emron and then I I, I give it some uh, transmutation magic to turn it from uh, inanimate to animate uh, that that's how those work. Your face was entirely animated that entire time, but again, it's like you were speaking another language, friend. You, your intelligence supersedes my own, unfortunately, and I didn't understand anything of what you said. I make baskets, good damn baskets, and thank you, good sir, pointed to Emron, for buying one, and thank you, good sir, he points to the squirrel, for the tea, and thank you, good sir, he points to Reigns, for that wonderful information. I'll try and keep some of those words in my head and speak them to people at Sleek Guard, and thank you, good sir, and he points to uh, Alpha, for your service in the war. Now, is there anything else I can do for any of you while I'm here? Sorry, Al- uh, uh, you with the uh, with, uh, fallen soldier, you were, felt like you were going to say something there. Alpha, at the mention of like obviously fighting in the wards and whatnot, is just going to give a little bit of a confused look. Says, you are welcome. I have been involved in fighting uh, recently. It still feels quite new. May I see one of your baskets? Of course. And he's going to reach up over his back and grab the next basket, not the one he's given to Emron, the next one, mm. and pass that over and continue to uh, weave. He's weaving a rather small basket. These ones he's giving you are quite large, could fit a large number of apples, let's say, or uh, punnets or other detritus. The one he's making at the moment is quite a small, tight, uh, small, like a handheld one for the different, different use as he hands it to you, Alpha, and looks expectantly for a response. Yeah, I'm just going to kind of investigate it a little bit. No, no need to make a roll. It's, it's a slight glance. It's kind of admiring craftsmanship uh, more than anything. Uh, alpha being more used to seeing wood and metal being uh, used in more solid ways to see sort of flexibility on a basket. Um, it's kind of interesting to him. Um, he's going to reach into his satchel, pull out. It's a massive handful of um, silver and copper pieces, nothing invaluable. Uh, there and just going to pull out one and gently give it to the gentleman as best as what he can do. Sorry, what have you given him? A, a silver or a copper? A silver. He has given him a piece of silver. One of the best days of business in a long time, my friend. Thank you very much for your service again, yet again. Uh, I don't need to go the way I'm going now. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to walk home. I don't need to go along here anymore. I'm just going to head back. I don't need to do any more business for today, so I'm, I'm making my way home, actually. I was going to go through to the Grungs. They sometimes buy baskets, but uh, I feel that uh, the journey probably be wasted now. They uh, tend to never have much money. They bargain too bloody hard, if I'm being honest. <laughs> well, where do you call home? Uh, well, I head off to the – I live in the, in the swamp. I stay in here, and I travel from area to area, visiting the many the animal life that's here, but – the longer I live here, the more dangerous it really becomes. Creatures seem to be returning in droves ever since the blight ended. It was silent here, not a year ago. Not a single creature, a dangerous creature, just, just living harmoniously in the in the swamplands. Everything else seems to have vacated in fear. <laughs> but now everything seems to be, I don't know where they come from, out of the ground, out of the sky, developing from magic. Who knows? But anyway, danger approacheth. We are always surrounded by death. Let's just work with it the best we can, I say. But I'm not far from here. Two hours walk to the north as a, a lovely tree I call home. Built a lovely little uh, wooden wooden shack up there. I keep myself up there out of trouble. Love it. I would invite you there, but it, it, it's rather small design for me. No, it's good. We always There was just this awkward silence, and I thought that might be the wanting an invite. I, I, it's no, just a bit, no, but, you know... Unless you really want to come, it's it's you know, 
there's not much to it really but you're more than welcome if you want to thank see you it. for sharing the road with us though well lovely to for meet time. you anyway uh, and thank you nice- for the basket well, thank you for paying such an inordinate amount for it as well. You are some of the kindest strangers I've met upon my way. And may, may the gods bless you. And may those that guide our paths through trade and commerce also keep you safe, my friends. Uh, can I have that mug back when you're done with it? Oh, yes, of course. I'm so sorry. Taken away by your kindness and generosity. That is excellent tea. What was it called? Nakovo? Nakov? Kenko? What was it? Uh, That's, that's, yes, that's what it's called. It's called Nakakenko. That's the brand of tea. Nakakenko. I've never heard of it. I will, where did you buy it from? Uh, It's a homebrew. Homebrew. Just like this, everything that surrounds us, it's a homebrew. Good Lord. I thought it all looked a little bit shoddily put together. This swamp, it felt like it was hastily rolled and put up. Maybe, maybe build it at the last minute. Anyway, I'm breaking the fourth wall here. So I'm going to leave and go into the jungle now and probably never return again because I was a random encounter. Nice to meet you all. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. And he's going to, after slowly dying a meta death, um, he's going to leave. Thank you for not asking his name. I didn't have one. Uh, I move off into the, into the, uh, singing a little uh, swamp song to himself as he wanders off he was less insane than i thought he was going to be at the offset i thought he was going to be like pop we're in the swamp but he didn't he ended up being anyway uh, so he he he, he totters off and um <laughs> that was much longer than i intended it to be but anyway well, uh, man. <laughs> yes um yes I, I yes let's just uh should we move on yeah he, he did seem to be uh Someone who traded with the grungs, it might be a bit awkward when, you know. Yep, we murdered them all. Yep, yep, yep. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. You got us to kill a lot of the front. I thought you said they were evil savages. But I never said evil savages. I said savages. Uh, and they were evil, but they tried to kill us. So I wasn't well, wrong have there. Have we just gone in and murdered a, 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 a sleepy hamlet just to... What have you got us to kill here, Orla? No, they were they were savages. You looked at them. You saw them. You saw how they acted. And they've killed in the past. I don't know whether that man has some connection to the grunts. They've killed many humans before. Look, it's not... I'm not well, going to so get... so have we. Yes, but... <sighs> Reigns is asking more on a moralistic level. Have I got you to kill a bunch of children? No, of course not. They were... They were... They were military armed mercenary grungs. They were, uh, look, those two at the end that surrounded the two of you before the, the, the Drake appeared, they, they were deadly. They were difficult. They were, they took all four of us to take them down. One of them uh, literally uh, took them down. I am confused, sorry. Dad. Have we done something bad? No. Uh, sorry. It, it, it's, it's, it's getting increasingly difficult to tell, Alpha. Let's, let's not. I'm glad it is not just my perspective on this. Yeah, uh, there's been a lot happening in the last 24 hours that I ain't sure on. Anyway, I believe Emron said days of wasting, and I'd be quite glad to get home and, and well, just be glad to get home. Bath, check on my potatoes, you know how it goes. Yeah. And, and I'm sorry for the lack of transparency. From now on, I will be as transparent as the air itself. Everything yeah, well, will be on the actually, table. Actually, on that, you can start right now. You you said yesterday 500 gold is not not nearly enough for, for what you owe. Just what exactly is it that you owe? 3,400 gold pieces. That, that's a lot of dubar. That is a lot of, as you say, dubar. And her face drops as she has that number embedded in her head. And that's if he hasn't added any additional interest. Now, before we get back, we haven't worked for a long time. Goldport Keep is expensive to maintain. And we haven't had much in terms of income. And I've been trying to weigh up my conscience about pushing you into things like this that make money and things that keep us safe, like the rats, the constant stream of rats we've been dealing with. And yes, our debt has risen. And yes, I haven't told you about it 
because I didn't want to, that to weigh on your conscience. I didn't want you to rush, but it is getting worse. And this isn't some gambling or drinking problem or something nefarious. This is just the money I've needed to borrow to keep the place ticking over, to stop it falling into disrepair further than it already was when you joined me half a year ago. So just know that. That's, that's how much it is. 3,400 gold pieces at a conservative estimate. Please, someone say something, please. Someone, someone. Well, I must have to pay back a month to go keep the wolves at bay, to be so frank. Um, I don't know because I haven't, we haven't been consistent enough to be able to, 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 to pay monthly. Um, I, I pay what I can when I can, uh, inheritance money, uh, anything I can muster from the jobs that my portion, um, whatever I can, I pay. And then when I speak to him about what else I owe, that's when I know from Vordand, that's when I know what I owe. And this is my debt as well. Yes, it is tied to the keep as well. That is our Backup. I think he wants the keep. I think that's what he's gaming towards. I think that's what he wants. Well, if a Drake is going to pay 500 apart, I think we need to suggest that maybe perhaps we need to look beyond Monster Hunting for getting this money because. A Drake was at the top end of what we can handle right now, and we didn't handle it very well. Two people died. So we got to be smarter. And the older I got to... We have a lead in Dralak that could or could not prove to be... Well, it will prove to be enlightening. I'm not entirely sure how profitable it will be, but I think it's best that you don't come with us if we have to head to Dralak. Fair. I, uh, I don't want to go anyway. I'll be staying in sleep guard. What is the, what is the contract? I'm, Sorry. It's, it, it's a, well, okay. I suppose we can trust you now. Or does it not strike you as strange? I and mean, we should walk and talk while we're doing this. Oh does, yes. I seem to have you. Does it, does it not, strike you as strange that a city that has had a royal family longer than Shadowman, longer than, than, than where I'm from and where we're from, did it not strike you as strange that that royal family has seemed to have fallen into a state of protectorate? Uh, that, my understanding of, of royal intrigue is that, that the only people who are resistant to that protector at call Helena Slickguard Queen because what she actually is is Princess Regent because her her daddy's still alive. He's just he's somewhere else being protected and I'm sure let's all just say I'm at you know on a hypothetical level, I'm sure, just absolutely sure that the Abkriskra are benevolent forces who are looking after Leopold Slickguard during his maelstrom and guiding his uh, young fearless blight defeating daughter uh through her regency i'm not I, i'm sure that that's what the abkriska are doing but let's just hypothetically say for a second that that's not what they're doing and that their arrival which seems to coincide with these arrivals of dragons is somehow intertwined shall we say because when we arrived, I'm going to tell you something or we, we we got attacked by a dragon the city of goldview it seems to happen not frequently, but more than it has ever done before, and the Abkriska were on hand to, to stop that dragon, which is good to have such paragons watching the city, but let's just hypothetically say that there's more to it than that. And we had been contacted by some form of dragon kin. It would be our moral obligation to to, to see that through, would it not? Uh, so a dragon wants to talk to you? 
Yeah, that's the TLDR of what I just said. Okay. Dragons have dragon hordes. Do they not? When Vermont attacked Great Haddell during the reign of my ancestor Haddell III, he amassed quite a horde on on on, on his lair. Yeah, that he had a lot of gold. Um, okay, that might be a way through this. I'm not going to lie, this back there was the closest to an actual dragon I'd really rather face. I'm lucky. I uh, I was out to the city when that black dragon attacked the city not too long ago in, in Goldview. Knowing you lot were in the middle of it doesn't surprise me, actually. Knowing you lot survived as well doesn't surprise me either. But, um, yes, I, I will I will stay at the keep and I will keep I will keep Vordund at bay until until your return. Have any of you ever been to Dralak before? Never. I no. think Marauder was from there. No, but... we, we, yeah, we, we've heard some uncomplimentary things about it in t- taverns and that. Like, but well, they would say that, wouldn't they? You know, it's it's it's, it's a city and civilization that's different to them. Well, it's just different, isn't it? They don't. No one's ever. No one ever really goes there. I haven't been myself, but I can't speak for its. It's evilness we, or greatness either, really. We sailed but, past Scorch Helm on our way here. It didn't get a good look at it from where we were, but... Yeah, we're going to need help. If Marauder was still here, I think she would be perfect to, to, to get us there, but she ain't. Yeah. So we, we're we going to need to find someone who... Well, look, it's pretty obvious we've drawn attention to ourselves, and it's pretty obvious that... We don't want too many people to know that the dragon wants to speak to us, so we ain't looking for any border crossing. We're looking for we're either crossing the border undetected, so we're going to have to find someone who can help with that. Um, we may need some of that 500 gold to to, to pay for that service as well, just to warn you. Um, no, of course. I, I'm sure a lot, if, we can, if we can give them a couple of hundred, that will keep them at bay at least for a while and pay off some of the interest we have. Yes, but you course, understand... Apologies, you you understand where I'm coming from, right? That that when a dragon has reached out to to, to speak to you, that it's you gotta 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 see what that thing wants, right? And as you said, hordes. Exactly, but just be careful. That's you, you know better than I. I'm not in a position to preach carefulness and safety. I, so, but just I, I've grown fond of you all. So please, just oh, need to come um, back I, at some point. Uh, my, like I said, the the, the Two of my ancestors have fought dragons. Haddell the third, he he died fighting it, and I don't mean to be the second. Uh, I'm also not in a position to be the uh, Haddell the fourth either. I ain't going to be able to kill this thing anytime soon, nor am I sure if I want to. I think it's it's just too early to ascertain what this dragon wants or does. However, there is a one other thing that, in my ramblings, that I'm now curious about your opinion on all there if. If those who don't seem to take to the Arbkrisker's occupation of Sleep Guard refer to Helena as the Queen, and those who seem sympathetic to that occupation refer to her as the Princess Regent, what do you refer to her as? I, um... Now's not the time. There was a time not too long ago where I was quite involved in, well, I've never particularly been a fan of the Abkriskra. Look, come back from Dralak and we'll talk about it further. Okay, I have some, not information, but some history from before you met me that if you're interested in the Abkriskra, might interest you a little further, but let's get ourselves back home now and look. And all our points just over there. That's the edge of the swamplands right there through those willow trees there. And she pushes a gap through kind of inviting you through and suddenly the open air, you take a deep breath in as you feel a gust of cool air rush past you. As you can almost, you think almost smell the sea from far off to the east where you can 
you think almost a twinkle in the distance, make out the bronze storm sea beyond. Take a deep breath in and look down, not too far away, a couple of miles, almost to the nice gentle slope down. You join a path. The path continues to lead you through a slowly, um, slightly more dilapidated path to Goldport Keep. As you approach, though, you see a small trickle of black smoke rising from one of the buildings. Ola looks concerned. Concerns? She looks concerned. We didn't leave a fire going. I purposely put everything out. As would be sensible. As as you told me to as well, Emron. Either someone's there or something is on a fire. We should make haste. Come, quickly. And she sets off at a slightly quicker pace down the road towards uh, her home. Upon approaching it, you make out the groupings of buildings from now what feels an late age ago since we last were here on the podcast but and that you were here not too long ago at all the large hall uh the uh room of where you would sleep the kind of sleep lodgings building the graveyard that's up behind it the two empty buildings an empty armory and a totally empty l-shaped room all sit snugly like tetris blocks in and amongst each other almost begging for a wraparound large palisade or wall that just was never built for the goldport keep you know just the armory building that had been empty and continues to be empty the roof has been burning for what probably looks like a day or so the black smoke that is remaining on the roof is the remains of a fire since long gone out. Orla approaches, hand on her head. Oh, God, not this as well. <sighs> what has happened? Fire, Alpha. Fucking fire. Look. But, but hang on. How? This has to have been set by someone, because there's now in there that could set a light short of a lightning, freakishly in this building. An anomaly, but still a possibility. We should look around. We should. Oh, for God's sake. And as she panics and starts looking around, you all hear from the hall area, which um, kind of creeping around one of these side corners closer towards you, a voice. It's a drawling, slow speaking voice that comes out before you can see. Money talks, my dear. And right now, it's screaming in my ear. A middle-aged human, portly figure, bald head, long, waxed black moustache, impeccably dressed, finest tailor suits, steps out from around the corner. He is playing with the button at the top of his doublets, kind of rolling it between his two fingers as he seems to be busy chewing on something he's just eating before swallowing. He flicks a large white smile to you all. Orla looks back. Vondan. You'll hear. And that's where we're going to leave it for this week's episode of the Fellowship of the Tabletop. Made it back to Goldpocky. I shoot him in the face. <laughs> there, problem solved. Let's kill him. Yep. If we kill him, we no longer owe him money. Oh, exactly. I see no issues in that think logic. He's got this shit planned, man. <laughs> this is like this is good. He's he's yeah. If you do kill him off, I'll be sad because I've put some. He's 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 a, he's. Gonna be, I think. I doubt he's here on his own. We'll find out next time, won't we? Well, we're gonna have to find out. We will. And if you uh, wish to ask Mark what he has got planned for us, uh, then you can do so by messaging him individually. And if you wish to follow (laughs) us and uh, message the the whole the whole podcast, we have various social medias. Um, We are at the Fellowship Table on Twitter, Facebook, yeah, you name it. We're probably out there on it because Ian's really tech savvy like that. Give us a like, give us a subscribe, give us a listen, give us a review. Um, we do this for you, and we appreciate you listening to what is, quite frankly, a nice little hobby for us, but we want to make this so people can listen to it. So show it to your friends, show it to your family, show it to your enemies if you really don't like them. Um, but yeah, get us out there. And if you wish to go one step further and follow us individually, you can do so. You can find me, Will, at Natural20Will. You can find Darren at... Darren Page 06. 
You can find Callum at the D20 Gamer. You can find our wonderful DM who has nicely guided us through these two episodes as he rapidly tries to work out how to factor in two new characters. You can find our wonderful DM at Hastily Rolled DM. Uh, until next time, please. Farewell. Farewell.